At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote when you buy kroger brand products you feel like you're winning that's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices in fact we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Hour number three, hanging out here at the VEASAN Studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe, alongside my man James Salinas out in Colorado. James, we're talking about the blue chip wide receivers in the last segment. I want to ask you about Cooper Cup, because he is the reigning Offensive Player of the Year, also won Super Bowl MVP this past February. And like I said in the last segment, somehow, some way, despite all the defenses and all these teams game planning and scouting and coming up with different schemes to stop him, he had nearly 2,000 receiving yards. It's credit to his success, but also what Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford have been able to do as well to get him the football. Yeah, and Stafford coming over as the new quarterback last year and getting that, developing that chemistry in real time during the regular season. I think obviously as the season progressed, that 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 only got better and better. But the the lack of a running game just due to all the injuries that we saw for the Rams last year in that backfield was really challenged with the the depth and just the consistency of having somebody back there to run the football. Uh, in spite of all that, right, Femi? And everybody mm-hmm. gearing and trying to take away Cooper Cup and still just continuing to find ways and to scheme to McVay's credit as well. I think now going into this season, uh, well, man, biggest concern right now is the the elbow issue that's going on with Matthew Stafford. I know yeah. he had some kind of injection in the offseason, but it's still giving him problems. And I think that's that, – you have to be concerned about that to some degree. Obviously, for Stafford, he's an older quarterback and a lot of – it's a lot of passes that he's thrown in that shoulder and in particular that elbow. A lot of times you think of elbows, you think of pitchers. But for Stafford, because he is – he obviously he's a, a super smart quarterback, very competitive quarterback, but has that that arm strength. If that is an issue here for him going forward into this into this season, it's, I, I think it's just to be cautious with and be leery of for a QB from week to week right now with Stafford. You might have a good week and you have those good days and then you have those bad days. And unfortunately for him right now, it sounds like he's having more bad days than good days. But aside from where Stafford is physically, I think for Cooper Cup, man, it's so it's so fun to see somebody like that, and I know you you have some more intel on him when mm-hmm. he was in college, right, Femi, yeah. of how he performed. Did you with the intel and what you saw from his coming from a small college with Cooper Cup of where he came from? Was he came from what Eastern Washington? Yes. So. A, a guy like him coming out of a, of a small school like that, what was your intel on him be, prior to coming to the NFL? 
I mean, we knew he was going to be a good player. I didn't think he was going to be this good. <laughs> I can't say he's yeah. going to be a Super Bowl MVP and Offensive Player of the Year. But I, I felt that he was underrated throughout the draft process just because he came from an FCS school at Eastern Washington. But Eastern Washington, for the folks that follow the FCS, that's one of the better FCS programs in the country. You know, North Dakota State being the standard. And you have James Madison and some other programs that are really good as well. Sam Houston State has been really good in the past. But Eastern Washington, especially on the West Coast, is probably the best program program, I would say. And Cooper cup was amazing. I covered him his senior year. And anytime they played a PAC 12 team, I remember my first game ever working up in Spokane was when they played Washington state and Cooper cup just went all up and down the field on the Cougars defense. And they ended up pulling off the upset there in Pullman. So this Eastern Washington product, we knew he was going to be a good player. We just didn't know how good he was going to be, but in terms of work ethic and attention to detail, his was second to none. And that offense ended up being pretty prolific because Kendrick Bourne was also on that Eastern Washington team as well. So you have a couple NFL wide receivers on an FCS team. You can imagine that they put up a lot of points back in the day. <laughs> well, and, and for this passing game for the Rams, that we know it, it, McVay wants to get that running game going and utilize the play action out of that rushing game. And that's just what uh, back to the earlier point, right? Because of the, the injuries that, and the inconsistency with the running back group that was there last year for the Rams and still being able to to not have that be as prominent of a, a part of their scheme as what he's done in years past with McVay. I think you have to give a lot of credit, obviously, for Stafford as well in developing that chemistry. For But for McVay to just be creative with these schemes, I think that was what we see with these offenses now is it's just so wide open and so many different looks, so many different sets, empty sets, four-by-one sets. There's so many things to be creative to move receivers around and really identify the weaknesses in a team and the attention to detail so obviously cup's got plenty of talent on the field right and that he's such a, a smart and instinctual player out there when he is competing but also just think about the the level of of time commitment to study and pre preparation week in and week out i think that's something where you know well i think we're starting to see that written into some people's contracts now that you're <laughs> obligated to have to spend some time studying yeah. so i think those are some things too that we don't talk we we kind of take for granted we don't talk enough about is the preparation that these players and coaches put in during the week so many of these games are won and lost not on sundays for I me mean, they're won during the week and or lost during the week and you know failure to prepare is preparing to fail and mm -hmm. I think for somebody like Cooper Cup I think it's, it's just a credit to not only what he can do and his talent that he has on the field but his commitment to being a professional to study and be as prepared as he possibly can for his opponent each and every week a testament to his professionalism. Yeah, no, it's been fun to follow along with his whole career here because he has been exceptional for the Rams and he's now one of the blue chip wide receivers in the National Football League. Let's get to some quarterbacks here because we have some news and notes uh, that came down this morning as it pertains to a couple of quarterbacks, some good and some bad. We'll start with the bad with Jets QB Zach Wilson. Friday night, we saw him suffer the non-contact knee injury, uh, reportedly a torn meniscus for Zach Wilson. He, Adam Schefter reported earlier this morning that he is flying to L.A. to undergo his knee procedure. Quote, this is from Robert Sala. We're optimistic, but he's not out of the woods until they get in there and make the decision. So yeah. we'll see what happens with Zach Wilson right now. His status for week one against the Baltimore Ravens up in the air. We've already seen the market move in favor of the Ravens. Right now I'm seeing at some shops seven-point favorites now after being six pretty much across the board. I don't know what this Wilson thing is going to become, but I mean, just unfortunate to see uh, a starting QB get hurt in a meaningless preseason game. Absolutely. And, and non-contact, right? It just yep. was running and planted. And I can relate. That's a, that was the first time I blew my knee out was on a turf field. I was returning a kickoff, did not get hit. I just planted and it just went. And it, those are the things where i completely blew my knee out at that time. For, fortunately for, for Wilson, they're just talking about the bone bruise and the meniscus. However, you mentioned that he's going to have to go have that scoped. And just because what they see in the MRI, sometimes it's not as revealing. It's not nearly as revealing as when they actually go in there with the light and, and go through that arthroscope into the, into the knee and into the joint. Sometimes there is more damage. Hopefully that's not the case for, for Wilson. I think for, well, we don't root. I don't root for anybody to get hurt. I want to see everybody mm -hmm. be able to perform and compete at, at their best level as far as being physical out there and being physically uh, 
physically ready to go out there and compete. So for Wilson, hopefully it is, and it's just a, a simple cleanup that they can do. The meniscus is not too bad. Uh, those things can tend to start to wear down over time, too. So something you know down the road that he's going to have to deal with uh, later in his career. But I think initially, yeah, you really never know until they get in there with that light. And so many times they'll be optimistic about it, and they're mm-hmm. going to be they're going to try to spin it that way, and not that they're covering anything up. And I'm not being that conspiracy theorist that we were talking about. <laughs> earlier family uh, th- they need to see it and i don't yeah. think they want to be too far in front of those things uh however yeah until that actually happens and then everybody recovers differently now he's a young guy and young guys tend to recover a lot faster than some of our, our older veterans in the league and in life in general but hopefully for his sake he can come back out there and, and perform at the level that he wants to compete now even if he was healthy femi i don't think this was a team and or a quarterback that i was going to have a whole lot of faith in i know there's been a lot of turnover and change better the offensive line I think the offensive line is probably the, the strength of that team and strength of that unit I know Becton is gone gone for the season unfortunate situation for him and we'll see if what Brown can do if he's coming over to that left tackle spot so some concerns there but I think the strength of that team is the offensive line that was going to be a benefit for Wilson but Wilson really wasn't one that I was banking on to say hey he's going to make a big jump from year one to year two I just I think it's a tough situation where he's in with the New York Jets as a whole because that franchise has just been such a wreck for so long Friday night, a lot of folks thought that it might be an ACL, and it almost feels like it's a win if it's a bone bruise and torn meniscus that's being reported right now. I guess I can call it a win since it's not my knee. I don't have to undergo this, the surgery here. But that would at least be a win compared to the alternative of a season-ending ACL injury. If they go underneath and they find that the ACL has been torn and he ends up being out for the year, what should the Jets do at quarterback? Do you think they should call the Niners for Jimmy G or would you rather bottom out and maybe just punt on this whole experiment and take one of the quarterbacks that's coming from college? Well, I mean, that's hard to say with Wilson. If it is an ACL, these guys come back relatively quickly now. The younger we talk, think about Burrow coming back in the span of like nine months from his ACL injury. I don't think he really felt fully healthy and comfortable out there until some point, you know, latter part, midway through the season of 2021 for Joe Burrow. But everybody recovers differently. I don't know. I think it's it's too early to – it's just we just haven't seen enough of Wilson to say, well, he's injured, so now we're going to move on and just base everything on what – transpired from last year. You had a new coach there last year, uh, a whole new, just so many things that, that were spinning around off the field, formerly with Adam Gase and the ownership there with Johnson and just the complete wreck of mm. a franchise have the New York Jets been. I don't want to just say for Wilson, well, now he's injured, so we got to go back to the drawing board with it. Guys recover pretty quickly, and if that is the case, I don't suspect that is the case. Actually, I thought I saw something that they were worried about his PCL uh, mm-hmm. and being able to play, and, and the other thing... Hell, some guys are just, you can work through those. John Elway played with that on ACL his entire career and was very competitive and obviously a Hall of Fame career. Not comparing the two when we're talking about <laughs> Elway and Wilson, but but just coming back from those injuries, like I don't think they were ready to throw in the towel. They, mm-hmm. He was a high draft pick last year, and if he is unfortunately out for any extended period of time, uh, they, this is a team where you got to lean on the coach and you got to lean on the other players that you made. A lot of moves in the draft this past season as well, so it's not just predicated on one player at the quarterback spot for the Jets to show improvement. This team has a lot of expectations to show improvement across that roster. Yeah, it's a really tough spot for this Jets organization. Obviously, it's tough for Zach Wilson. He's the player who's injured, but the Jets, the whole point of this season was to get a true evaluation of Zach Wilson. And if he's not out there for any amount of time, that does a disservice to the whole organization there. So they got to figure out whether he's the guy or not, because like I mentioned, this draft that's coming up, there's about four to five guys that are being talked about as first round caliber quarterbacks. And if they have a bad season, there's a chance that they can get one of them and turn their franchise around. All right, let's turn around back to baseball here on the other side on betting across America. At bed, three, six, five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. 
This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted out specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe hanging out here at the VEASAN Studios, the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas out in Colorado. James, let's take a look once again at the Major League Baseball slate. And we have a game in the American League West that's about to get underway in 20 minutes between the Seattle Mariners and Texas Rangers. Julio Rodriguez is back. All of my Seattle people can now exhale. We'll hopefully make that run towards the playoffs. But right now, the Mariners minus 120, the short road favorites, the Rangers even money, total sitting at seven and a half. Uh, you look at Logan Gilbert. I'm sure he's glad to see somebody other than the Yankees and the Astros. Man, he's mm-hmm. had a tough stretch the last four starts. At 17 earned runs over 21 innings in those four starts. But again, those two games, two starts against the Yankees and two starts against the Astros. And we know how those lineups are. Very challenging from top to bottom. So uh, Gilbert has had some success so far this season against Texas. Allowed just two earned runs in three starts against the Rangers. I was looking here at some of their pitcher props and Seeing where he was matched up, uh, the earned runs are over two and a half at a dollar fifty-five. His outs now, and I think that's kind of where I was leaning was for his outs to go over seventeen and a half outs. It's only at a dollar fifteen. I know I missed that one earlier with Bieberd, and right now I'm keep I am keeping my eye on Rasmus, and I think he's Rasmussen has gone through the first three innings. He might have actually faced the minimum. I'm not sure against Baltimore. So looking good so far with his earned run prop that we were talking about earlier. I think that was where I was trying to look at is Logan Gilbert got to be happy that he's not seeing the Yankees and the Astros lineups for, for basically the last month that he feel like he's been pitching and has had success here. I could see that when you're looking at getting six innings out of Gilbert in this matchup. The other side, which is kind of interesting as far as the, the total was concerned in the pitching matchup, uh, the total sitting at five, the first four or first five innings, excuse me, is sitting at four. It's even money. 
uh, was Martin Perez. Now, he I know he was hammered by the Astros in his last start, seven earned runs on Tuesday. But prior to that, he had only allowed four runs over his past four starts, including five innings of one-run ball against Seattle with nine strikeouts back in mid-July. So he has had some success as well. So it was kind of leaning to say, well, maybe I just get involved, whether the, the player prop with Gilbert, and I'm loading those in the account right now. I think I kind of like his mm-hmm. player prop to go over 17 and a half outs, just laying five cents for juice at a dollar fifteen, but also with this total, that first five sitting at four. I think with these two pitchers, happy to see some different lineups, especially for Logan Gilbert here. I yeah, it's loaded here. I don't know if I'm going to play that one. I'm definitely going to play Gilbert to go over his innings here at seventeen and a half to go six innings against this Texas Rangers team. A lot of call ups for Texas right now. We've talked about it with yeah. a lot of other teams, Femi. A lot of call ups, a lot of young players getting some exposure and some experience there for the Rangers. So not the quality of depth within that lineup that we saw early on in the season for Texas. That's where I, I think I'm just going to limit it to that. I'll go Logan Gilbert over his out total at 17 and a half. There we go. We're in on Logan Gilbert for the player prop here in today's Rangers Mariners game, which gets underway first pitch in about 16 minutes in Arlington. Let's go to the Rocky mountains, your neck of the woods here, James, as in 51 minutes, the Colorado Rockies will be taking on the Arizona Diamondbacks. A couple of bottom feeder teams, if we're being honest about the situation, but we can still bet on it, so there might be a little bit of value. Right now, the Rockies minus 125, D-backs plus 105. The total, my goodness, 12 out there in the Rocky Mountains. How are we doing in this one, James? Well, you got a couple young pitchers for both sides. Tommy Henry for the for the Diamondbacks. He is going to make his just his third career start. So young pitcher, he's only got 12 innings in the big leagues and had did very well on Tuesday faced the Pirates went seven innings just allowing one earned run off of a home run but then the Pirates will make you look pretty good the way that there's been swinging the bat lately and I think for here just not a lot to go off of with these young pitchers now for Tommy Henry not only having very limited exposure in the bigs but having to go to Coors Field and having to pitch in that environment we already know how challenged that is for any pitchers coming in veteran or not so a young pitcher coming in I don't suspect We'll see him go too deep into this game. The total, and that's what's interesting here, you talked about it, sitting at 12. Well, these guys really, neither of these teams, they've been high totals throughout this series. Uh, they haven't sniffed anywhere close to that. Obviously, the Rockies got shut out last night. Great game, great pitching matchup with Jack Gallon on the hill, shutting down the Rockies over the course of, of seven innings last night for Arizona. They've only scored a combined 14 runs in the first two games. I wonder if this is the game. The weather's perfect today. Uh, the sunshine, very warm. Ball continuing to fly out of Coors Field maybe today, especially with the pitching matchup on the other side with the Rockies. Do I want to bank on that to have to go over? This is probably the day that it goes over just based on the pitching matchup here, Mm. but I think I'll just pass. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot to go over there. You're only paying minus 110 juice, but you need 13 runs to go ahead and cash that one there. So, yeah, yeah, I I get the trepidation of going over that one, even though that might be the play in that game. Pirates taking on the San Francisco Giants in the Bay Area. The Giants minus 250, the favorite. The Pirates plus 190, total sitting at eight, but reduced to the over at minus 115. Yeah, minus 250, the Giants. Alex Wood now a minus 250. I know low, low, um Oh, God, who the hell pitched last night? I was trying to think of his name now. But Logan, he's their ace, I guess, in a mm-hmm. sense, for the Giants. Last night, he was 250. Logan Webb, he was 250 yeah, favorite last night. Now it came in last night. But you see, I think yesterday there were six favorites in baseball that were over $2. Two of them were over $3. I think the pot where the Padres over $3, that didn't come home last mm-hmm. night. They totally dumped that in the late innings against the the Nationals who have the worst record in baseball. That's these these are almost getting so conditioned that oh, 250, that's nothing. Go ahead and throw it into some money line parlay. I get it from the Giants perspective that they're playing the Pirates and the Pirates haven't been playing, you know, the Pirates are being doing what the Pirates have done for for so many years and just not playing well, especially on the road, but this Giants team this isn't it just doesn't feel like this that urgency has been there for this team all season long and it's not I'm not laying 250 with the Giants in any capacity even though it is with the the Pirates here thought maybe with Alex Wood on the hill when he's not having to face the Dodgers he's been pretty sharp <laughs> uh, aside from having to pitch the Dodgers which he's faced he got shelled against them last uh, week ago Tuesday but was dominant against the Padres he went six and a third with no earned runs given up and has held teams to one or two runs or less in five out of his last six starts aside from the Dodgers but 
Yeah, nothing here for me. I really don't want to have to get involved with the with the Pirates. I think it may be first four under or first five under that number at four. But uh, let's just not a good matchup here. I'm not interested in the Giants in this in this spot either. Well, are you interested in the Los Angeles Angels as a home dog against the Minnesota Twins right now? The Angels plus one ten, the Twins minus one thirty five. The road chalk totals at nine, but it's juiced toward the under. Yeah, I was I was kind of looking at this total. I mean, we saw a really bad loss. For the Minnesota Twins last night, late inning loss that the bullpen blew, Otani homer in the eighth, and then a, I think it was a triple that newly acquired Jorge Lopez coming over from Baltimore mm-hmm. to be that closer for Minnesota, dumped it in the ninth, and then they ended up losing the game in extra innings to the Angels. You know, I think this is where this Twins team it's tried to shore up that bullpen. Obviously, unfortunately for Lopez, couldn't get it done. Well, they're going to have to go into that bullpen early today as well. Archer on the hill for the Twins. He hasn't pitched beyond five innings in any of his 19 starts. Basically, they just don't have any faith in Chris Archer. It's not about pitch count. It's they don't want him to have to see that lineup turnover for a third time. So five innings has been his absolute max. You're going to get into that bullpen again for the Twins. Was looking at that potential dog with the Angels. There's a short dog here, but Tucker Davidson, he made his first start with the Angels coming over from Atlanta. First start with the Angels a week ago last Sunday and was tagged for six earned runs in just four innings against Seattle. So he got lit up pretty good. I, I don't know. We've only seen 19 innings out of Tucker Davidson all season. He's allowed 17 earned runs in those 19 innings, most of it coming out of the pen. What's most concerning is of 19 innings, also allowed 18 base on ball, so not, not much of a pitching matchup here. I was kind of looking at, well, maybe the total here. You know you're going to get into that Twins bullpen, and right now Davidson is one that's going to not go long into this game and give up some runs in the process, but I don't really trust the Angels to do what they have to do to try to get get this total over the nine. Femi, I wanted to get there with that total to play the over just based on the t- starting matchup with the both opposing pitchers, but no play for me here. The Twins, one and a half games back after leading the AL Central for much of this season. Now Cleveland has surpassed them. Do you think this ends up going off the rails for Minnesota? I feel like that was, I mean, when I when I bet the Guardians a few weeks back at plus $4 to win that division, part of it was on the Guardians just being a young team and really mm-hmm. not realizing that they're not supposed to be doing what they're doing. And and we know the AL Central is, is the weakest division, it, one of the weakest divisions in all of baseball, really. But, but it, part of it was when was this regression going to happen for the Minnesota Twins? And they tried to do some moves in the or during the trade deadline. Obviously, Lopez coming over from Baltimore to be that new closer for Minnesota, and that didn't work out for them last night. But I think it's just the starting pitching. That starting pitching is just yeah. not. It's it's just not. You're having to run Archer out there every fifth day, who gives you four to five innings max. I think it is. I think this is the time they get to beat up on Kansas City this week. But I think for for the Minnesota Twins, yeah, this is. Uh, well, I'm just probably biased because I want my Cleveland Guardians $4 to win that AL Central come in. So don't ask me. I'm biased. I want Cleveland to take yeah, it Yeah, I'm down. biased as well, but in favor of the White Sox. Coming up next, Yankees Sox. We renew the This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. The betting splits page will show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, and now it is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round, so check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside James Salinas. And, James, we have saved the best game for last. The, at least the most high-profile game, I should say. The New York Yankees taking on the Boston Red Sox over at Fenway Park. Yankees able to get the win last night. But before we get into tonight's game on Sunday Night Baseball, let's talk Yankees' big picture because they've lost eight of their last ten despite Aaron Judge going scorched earth post-All-Star break. 30 games over 500, so they're safely going to win the American League East, but it's starting to look less and less likely that they'll be winning the pennant or the World Series. Well, it's the way this team's constructed. I know they've had some injuries, definitely had some injuries to the to the bullpen. 
And with King now being gone, most likely Michael King gone for the season, uh, we've, we've been seeing more pressure on Clay Holmes to finish out games. And he's, I think right now, Clay Holmes working himself out of the closer role. He's blown three out of his last five save opportunities, and he's got an ERA near 11 during that span. One thing you have seen recently, though, is Aroldis Chapman getting back into form and working himself back closer to that closer role, I think. He hasn't allowed a run in his last nine appearances. Early on for Chapman coming back, he really struggled to locate and, and just couldn't get anything over the plate, but he's working through that. He's a veteran pitcher. He's mm -hmm. he's it's Some of the time that those things just take time. He never lost his confidence, but I think right now for for the the coaching staff there and for Boone, I think he's losing confidence right now in home. So I think that's an issue right now for the Yankees. But the other side, beyond the 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 pitching in the bullpen, is the fact that the Yankees. You mentioned they've lost eight out of ten. Well, those eight run those those eight runs uh, they are those eight games. They've really been struggling to score. And over the last forty one innings, Femi of forty one innings of play, they've only scored eight runs. And when you're constructed as a team that's as dependent upon the home run as they are, in particular with Judge, you know Stanton's been out for a while. Like Rizzo has been dealing with a back injury. He's kind of been in and out of the in and out of that lineup for the last oh couple weeks, I think. I, but I think he's slated to be in there tonight. I think big picture for the Yankees is that's the hard part. When you get into, and th I think about a game, it was a, one of the games in Seattle. Was it a 13-inning game mm -hmm. where they had multiple times? They couldn't get, couldn't even get the runner. Forget You get the, they give you a gift, and now they're playing these California rules. They put a runner on second base for you. Please hurry and score so we can get these extra inning games out of the way. <laughs> The lack of productivity and approach at the plate for teams like New York that are so dependent upon hitting the ball over the fence when you have to play situational baseball and you can't get that done repeatedly. The base running in that over in that extra inning game against Seattle was atrocious and the approach at the plate not being able to get guys over and, and find different ways to score with runners at third with less than two outs. You know, you have to be able to manufacture runs when you get to the postseason, Femi. And I think for this Yankees team, the way it's constructed is as awesome of a regular season as Aaron Judge is having. Well, you just pitch around him in the postseason. Yeah. You're not going to get a pitch to hit and, and be able to hit that three-run homer against this. We're going to make somebody else have to do that and, and chase our pitches out of the zone because you're pressing to try to hit that big bomb. It's just hard for, for that kind of play sustaining that play not only through the duration of a regular season it just doesn't play out that way in the playoffs yeah no this Yankee team to me it feels like they're fading and it's it, it might sound like we're sounding the alarm on a team that's 30 games over 500 but the expectations when you have 72 wins in August is that you're going to make a run at the World Series and they've looked like that kind of caliber of team up until we've reached the all-star break and it's kind of faded for them down the stretch here on a level of one to 10 here, your concern level for the Yankees, where would you put it at right now here in August, James? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, they're obviously like you talked about, they're going to win. They'll be in the playoffs, but there's nothing that even Garrett Cole uh, that's not somebody yeah. who I just feel like is not that dominant. He's this is he's not on a Degrom or a Scherzer. He's not one of those. I know he's their top flight starter there in New York, but he to me that's not. I mean, you just look at the the pitching depth for. I just look at Houston. I feel like Houston is the the best overall team in the American League. You think about their approach at the plate and how they how how they there's they play situational baseball, but that team just fouls. They fight pitches off and they just. They waste good pitches, waste good pitches, fell on pitches off until a pitcher makes a mistake. And I think they're just grind you down over the course of nine innings. And then you look at that start. You, you look at the starters for the Houston Astros in particular, obviously led by Verlander. Valdez has had a great season, but McCullers came back last night. And I, I know he's coming back from last time we saw him. He, he had a great season last year for the Astros. He can play that third starter in my mind here for Houston, coming back from that forearm strain that he suffered in against the White White Sox in the divisional series last postseason had a good outing. I know they're going to work him back slowly, but if McCullers can come back the last part of this season and be that third line starter and be as and pitch as, as well as he did last year to be that competent starter for the Astros. I mean, that's the depth of the starting pitching there with Verlander leading the way in the season that he's had. And we know how competitive and, and the experience that he brings in the postseason to that Houston Astros rotation. And with the way that they grind out at bats for the Houston Astros and you match them up against the Yankees in a playoff situation, I just don't see how the Yankees can compete in a seven-game series against a team that 
deep than and that committed to playing baseball the way that you need to play baseball and manufacture runs in the postseason the way the Houston Astros would. Yeah, my level of concern, what would that be for the Yankees, let's just say, to win the pennant and come out of the American League as the representative mm-hmm. in the World Series? I can't see it. I think the concern would be, if, I'm not going to say it's a 10, but based on how this roster is constructed right now and the lack of depth in that bullpen, too, for this Yankees team, uh, let's put it at, let's say, an eight. I just don't see it yeah. happening. I think, the, I think the Astros represent the American League in the World Series. Yeah, eight's kind of the range that I'd have, too, based on how the Yankees have been playing here uh, in the second half of the season. It's just not been good. And like we, we acknowledge, they're 30 games over 500, so nobody's saying they're a bad baseball team. But where the expectations are, as they right now are among the favorites to win the World Series, they feel like they have they are the weakest link of that group here. But for tonight's game, Sunday Night Baseball against the Red Sox, the Yankees right now minus 135. The road favorite, the Red Sox plus 110, totals at nine and a half. We dumped on the Yankees for a solid six minutes there, but <laughs> you think they win tonight? <laughs> I mean, I look at the, well, for the Red Sox, you got Michael Waka coming back. He hasn't pitched since June 28th. So that's always a concern. He had, we went on the shelf for quite a while with shoulder inflammation, had a couple starts in double A coming back. Who knows how long he's going to be out there. I'm sure he's going to be on a pitch count. They got to be careful with him coming back. And anytime, usually that's a bet against for me when you have a pitcher. It's not like Michael Waka was setting the world on fire when he was pitching before he went down with that shoulder issue. Now coming back, I don't suspect we'll even see five innings out of him was hoping to find like a player prop from here but they don't have it for him here the only pitcher prop I see is Jamison Tyon going over 17 and a half outs but I don't know the the Tyon has really faded off recently too over the last 47 innings pitched he's allowed 31 earned runs 12 home runs as well so giving up the long ball two of those starts during that stretch came against Boston where he gave up seven earned runs in 11 innings including three home runs I feel like that ball is going to be flying out of the yard tonight so based on the pitching matchup for both of these teams with Tyon and Michael Walker probably not going deep into this matchup we already talked about the issues in the back of the bullpen for this Yankees team maybe this is the night I know the Yankees have been struggling to score runs that totals the the first five sitting at five, and that total has now moved to nine and a half, juice to the under. I could see this first five here. I don't think Tyon is – he's not been anywhere close to what he was doing earlier this season. Maybe that's a better play instead of going the full nine and a half is mm-hmm. going first five, going over five is juiced at 15 cents. That's probably the way that I'm looking at for tonight's game. There we go. I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all there. So we'll see what happens tonight. The Yankees, once again, uh, minus 135. The favorites over at BetMGM. Red Sox plus 110. Uh, James, we've got a couple minutes left here in this segment. We talked about the news and notes from around the National Football League, one of which was Zach Wilson flying to L.A. to have a knee procedure. The other was welcome back to Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals. After two and a half weeks of missing training camp practices, he has returned post-appendectomy Good sign here for the defending AFC champion Bengals here, James. If Joe Burrow can come back from an ACL injury in nine months to start <laughs> at week one in the NFL as the quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, absolutely. What was an appendectomy going to be? It's one of those <laughs> Some guys are just fast healers, really. Seriously, mm-hmm. some guys are just fast healers. And Burrow, obviously, is one of those guys. And it's nice to have the fountain of youth to be able to, to heal up from the injuries, too. I don't think there was really any concern. That's mm-hmm. a standard procedure. A lot of people have had to go through that before. And it's not like right now Joe Burrow needs the, the – needs a lot of time on the pre in training camp or in the preseason. If anything, it's just to get acclimated to all the new pieces that he has on the front line with the the improvements that Cincinnati made during the offseason yeah. to that offensive line. I'm really excited to see that this what this Cincinnati Bengals offense is going to look like now that they have significantly improved the O-line for Joe Burrow and and this is a, I think this team is so young that they don't realize they shouldn't have been going to the Super Bowl the way that they mm-hmm. did last year. Nobody gave them a shot and this isn't going to be a team that that's now going to be feeling themselves feeling like, oh, we're, we're going to have that Super Bowl hangover as the Super Bowl loser from last year for the AFC. I just think the improvements they've made offensively, like we talked about the offensive line, I think it's going to be a big season for Joe Burrow in that passing yeah. game. Well, they definitely addressed the biggest weakness, which was the offensive line. They're going out in free agency and making a couple deals. So a prolific offense looks like it's on the horizon here for the Cincinnati Bengals. We wrap up the show next here on VEASAN. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the exactly. olympics he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Turn a loss into a win with the king of sports books. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game. And if all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Just log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of this offer all season long. Like I said, just opt in to the one-game parlay insurance promotion. Then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any Major League Baseball game. And if you miss only one leg on your wager, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets major league baseball trademarks used with permission visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in nevada new york or washington dc Welcome back. This is the final segment of Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi and Bebefe hanging out here at the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas out in Colorado. And James, before we get to this afternoon's game between the Vikings and Raiders, there's a couple more games from last night that we want to get your thoughts on starting in Denver between the Dallas Cowboys and Denver Broncos. The Broncos win this one 17 to seven. Nobody of noteworthy played for either team, but I feel like the biggest note, especially for the Dallas Cowboys side of things, penalties penalties and oh by the way another penalty 17 of them for that matter for 129 yards which is not what you want to see for a team that led the league in penalties a year ago yeah Yeah, obviously didn't clean any of that up and we know there weren't very many starters if any starters going out there for the Dallas Cowboys last night but I think it's just something when you talk about penalties it comes down to execution execution starts through preparation and concentration not seeing that in the first preseason game last night and the complete 
opposite of that for the Cowboys. I went to bed after the third quarter, so I was looking at the numbers before. I'm an old guy. I need to get up early and <laughs> got a big day planned today. It's my son's birthday. Happy hey. birthday to my son, Isaac. It's 12 yeah, happy years birthday, old. Isaac. Having a big, hosting a big party, a wiffle ball party. The kid's a, a really good baseball player. Nice. I have no chance of hitting against that kid. Man, that dude, that kid <laughs> throws so many different, he throws a lot of crazy, nasty stuff. Can't hit it. Anyway, um, so I went to bed, but I was looking at the numbers because it was just a, an ugly game all the way around for the Cowboys. After three quarters, 106 rushing yards, pretty good for the Cowboys. I think if there's one thing to take away, they ran the football pretty well last night. 106 yards after three quarters, 118 passing yards after three quarters, and 119 penalty yards after three quarters Mm -hmm. for the Dallas Cowboys. They end up with 17 penalties, like you said, for 129 yards, the bulk of that coming through the first three quarters. And, yeah, I think there's definitely something to be concerned. They can, you know, you hear McCarthy afterwards. I was looking at his his pregame or his postgame quotes this morning about that oh you know we're gonna get in we'll look into it and we'll get better at it well where was that from last year to this year you talked about how bad it was last year the lack of discipline uh, that starts with the coaching staff and holding players accountable through preparation and and i think where if, that, if that's not happening with the coaching staff it's obviously for the players there's no accountability for that to play out regardless of whether you're the first stringer or the second third fourth the number fours last night whoever was out there committing these penalties it's just part of the the fabric and the makeup of the lack of discipline that comes with McCartney McCarthy with that team as far as the coaching staff is concerned man obviously that was the most glaring thing to take away from last night obviously for for neither team uh, for mm-hmm. both teams neither players of of impact out there Josh Johnson though was this his 14th team that Josh it's, Johnson has seven, found his way 17th on in his professional career for some other wow. leagues but 14th in the NFL that's incredible. It, it, you know, good for him to find a way out there and 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 still be be able to 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 find a roster. I don't know if he makes the roster with the Broncos or not, but obviously he got some opportunities mm-hmm. to get out there and and compete. I know for Hackett, he was not pleased with the running game. Uh, that's something that they'll that I suspect for going into preseason week number two. I don't know when and if we'll see Russell Wilson at all in the preseason. I don't know if you really need to do anything out there. They can do what he needs to do as far as getting reps with the mm-hmm. with the ones during preseason and then. They also, they, you know, they had some the joint practices last week with Dallas, so probably more work to be done offensively there. But I think we'll see probably more of a commitment with the Broncos come preseason game number two to work on that run game. Now, again, you're not playing with the ones out there because I do like that running game for Denver. I really like their offensive line from not so much from a pass blocking standpoint, but their run blocking. And there's some big nasties up front that uh, they mm-hmm. when, when you commit to running the football and they did the latter part of the season last year, you get to see that play out and I was really impressed with Denver's ability and the timing and the ferocity that we saw from that uh, that offensive line from the Denver Broncos last year to pound the football I think we'll see some of that come week two for the preseason for the Broncos just to clean up the Mike McCarthy note that you talked about there the quote he had after the game and this is after a 17 penalty game for his team last night quote the penalties are clearly way too much I think we all recognize that this isn't the regular season this is the preseason. I don't think this has anything to do with last year. It's not what I want to hear oh. as a fan of the team. <laughs> no, well, and I would not. I, I didn't do that, but it would be interesting to go, just go back and look at all the other. Uh, I wonder if there were even any other teams that had double digit. I think the Texans had a lot of penalties last mm-hmm. night, and that's going to happen. That's you got a new coach having to deal with a lot of new players trying to figure things out. That's not so much a culture issue. That's just you know a, a, a roster that's devoid of a lot of talent and just trying to put people in place to figure out who you got and what you have there for Lovey Smith. But for the Cowboys, there's no excuse. That, yeah. That's just not excuse. So to just to try to, and that speaks to the accountability, right? The, again, you just kind of blow that off. Well, that's not the regular season. Not a big deal. You know, you got to own that and be. I would think that you would be kind of upset about that. And like, yeah. absolutely, we are going to get this corrected. This is absolutely unacceptable, regardless of whether these games count in the standings or not. We have to get better as a football team when it comes to the discipline and execution of our both offensively and defensively here. But you're going you're gonna to shrug it off. That speaks to the accountability and the lack of accountability from yes. that coaching staff. And it definitely filters down to those players and their performance. Especially given the last time you were out on the field was in the NFC wildcard playoffs against the 49ers. And oh, by the way, you had 14 penalties for 89 yards in a one score game. That, that, yeah. that, well, it's, it's a systemic issue with Mike McCarthy and this Dallas yes. Cowboys team. And uh, so far, it doesn't look like they've fixed it. Last game, 
from last night's action. Rams and the Chargers little showdown in LA. The Rams win this one 29 to 22. And like we mentioned, these two teams, they didn't play anybody, but it was an LA showdown. Nonetheless game going over the total. Yeah. And, and, you know, you're looking at some of the backup quarterbacks who were in play. Bryce Perkins got to take every snap at the mm-hmm. quarterback spot for L.A. And we know he's, you know, young player from Virginia. He's got talent. He's got an arm strength. He's got definitely has mobility. And he was utilizing that as at max capacity last night. He had eight carries for 39 yards and a touchdown in addition to throwing for a couple touchdowns as well. And we know, again, we were playing against the back end of the roster for the the. LA Chargers and that new defense and so many new players that have come onto that roster. Didn't see any of them on the field last night. And Chase Daniel, you know what you're going to get out of Chase Daniel. Been around, I, man, how long has Chase Daniel been around? He's been a <laughs> perennial backup yeah. for, what, a dozen, 13 years? Getting paid pretty time. good, too. And, yeah, <laughs> yes, he sure does. Absolutely. You know, don't fault anybody. Go get yeah. that money when it's out there. Cash that coin. But I think for Easton Stick, having an opportunity to get out there from a small school and see if he can stick in the NFL, I just think they, these are, the, for those two coaches and these two teams, I don't think for either of them, they really, it, it's not a big deal about as far as the, they know the identity of their teams. They know who their starters are, for the most part, on both sides of the football so I think for for both the Rams and the Chargers it's you're looking at the you're looking at depth probably special teams uh, f- to fill out the back end of your roster but the biggest thing for both these teams regardless of the score is they just really for these coaches want to get out of these games healthy not having any issues I don't think there's a whole lot to see they're work, doing their work during practice during training camp it's not happening in the preseason I don't think we'll see these teams it's just another one of those yeah. I think that was one of the lower totals on the board as far as all the preseason mm-hmm. work, preseason games were concerned, right? It was like around 32, 33. Uh, yeah, I think it might have been lower than that. It was, I think, 30 and a half is what I saw. Maybe it ticked was back it? up right yeah. before kick, but. Well, hell, they almost went over that in the first half. They had 28 <laughs> points in the first half. So, yeah, th- th- again, that's where I just don't spend a ton of time trying to handicap these preseason football games. I just didn't look at a few things like the offense. We did see some injuries, and that was unfortunate. Not not this game in particular, but some offensive line injuries over the course of these few games. So be careful. Yeah, so be careful with that thing going forward with these starters in mm-hmm. week two and week three of the preseason. Well, we got one final game in week one of the preseason tonight, or this afternoon, I should say, Raiders hosting the Minnesota Vikings over at BetMGM. The Raiders four and a half point favorites. The total is all the way up to 38. I've seen some 38 and a halves out there. Uh, Any quick thing for you in this game, total or the side? Well, I was looking at maybe the first half. You know, you're probably going to see a lot of Stidham out there, and he looked very comfortable coming over with Josh McDaniels from New England, knows the system, knows how they play, and so they're going to play to his strengths and and looked looked very solid and comfortable running that offense for the Raiders. I was like, May, maybe that's you get involved with the first half, so I don't want to lay four and a half with any preseason game. I don't have a first half line on here. I have a first half. What I see for Venom Jim right now, first half is the total sitting at 20. Mm-hmm. The money line is minus 190, so not even a point spread out here. I'm definitely not laying almost $2 in any preseason game. So uh, I think it's just a matter of what are the what do the Vikings look like in their first preseason game? It's going to be more of an assessment for me. Yeah. No bets to be made. <laughs> Raiders are up to five and a half point favorites here at the South Point. So wow. that goes to show you where that line is headed. Yeah. That does it for the show this morning. Thank you to James Salinas. As always, I'm Femi Abebefe and our entire crew here at the South Point. Also, happy birthday to Isaac. Have fun celebrating that one, James. Coming up next, Ross Reynolds Connection BAA from Circuit here on VCD Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.